Please note that this episode of Petty Crimes South Africa contains descriptions of phallic street names, strong language, victim blaming, and also art projects that you might find annoying. The next morning, I realized someone had broken into my boot. And some f- swiped the whole lot. I was more offended by the uncle who thought it was a great idea to lecture me. But then why would you pour it out over the artworks? Why would you not pour it directly into your body? I'm not sure that's how it works. So, oh, t- tell us more then if you are the expert on this. Um, so I've watched Breaking yeah. Bad and... <laughs> Violence, armed robbery, assault, hijacking, all words too common in the South African lexicon. So much so that they cast the spotlight away from indiscretions that go unnoticed, lurking in the shadows of society's most pestilent underworld. I want to meet the forgotten victims of heinous acts of inconvenience. Join me, a professional amateur sleuth, as we try to solve the cases that plague ordinary hard-working people and also trust fund beneficiaries. And maybe we can close this chapter of trauma on their lives. My name is Phil DeLunger, and this is Petty Crime South Africa. It is estimated that we experience at least 10 minutes of irritation every day. And on this episode... We meet someone that experienced all of those 10 minutes during our conversation alone. For the first time in my illustrious four-month-long career as South Africa's most famous freelance petty crime investigative journalist, I find myself in a unique position of not offering my expertise to solve a case, but rather assisting a victim to come to their own conclusions for closure. Until now... All of the cases that have been received on our fax line have been cases of theft. Rearview mirrors, left shoes, cacti, shampoo bottles, recycling and dignity all gone into the ocean of shame. But now I find myself in a world of criminality that only the most elite are equipped to deal with. The dark interconnected underworld of vandalism and mansplaining. So, unfortunately, I was dating someone in observatory in Thrill Road, which is obviously problematic in its own way. This is Esty, an artist and photographer who was a victim of petty crime in the Cape Town suburb of observatory, an area known for wayward students, handcrafted cigarettes, and free-ranged ethically sourced hacky sacks. Trill, as Esty emphasized with a very hard R, is the name of a road and also a pejorative Afrikaans word for male genitalia. I again parked my car outside of his house because I wanted to sleep over, which is a very normal thing to do. So, slept over and the next morning I realized someone had broken into my boot. And at that stage I was studying art and I had my whole second year portfolio worth of work of the end of the year in my boot and also all my photographic chemicals because back in those days we used film and chemicals and some fuckers swiped the whole lot. At this point I used my expertly tuned skills of psychic predictive thoughts 
to assume that Esty felt very sad about the stolen artwork because they were hand-printed black-and-white photos that she worked on all year and really wanted back. And I was really sad about it because those were like hand-printed, you know, black-and-white photos and I worked all year on them. I really wanted them back. So she decided to go on her own investigative rampage, which seemed to have worked, but she opened up a new world of petty crime. Self-appointed crime experts who are not Fuldelanger, but are always ready with a PowerPoint presentation to lecture you on crime. So I thought, okay, as a very naive and innocent, <laughs> what, 20-year-old, I would put up signs the odd spar, you know, and all around in the hopes that if maybe if someone finds these pictures and maybe photographic chemicals, because maybe someone just discarded the shit somewhere, you know, they will contact me. And then like a couple of days later, I do actually get a phone call. Someone said they found my images and the chemicals um, and they, they managed to send me a picture of it. And it was actually my stuff. But before this person now told me about all of this, they gave me a lecture about how it was my fault because in observatory, you should never leave things in your car um, and you should never leave things in the sight of criminals. It was my fault that my car was broken into and I'm actually doing a disservice to the whole community by engaging in this kind of (laughs) behavior. Dear listener, that is not a laugh of joy. It is a laugh used to mask one's desire to commit violent acts against mansplainers. As I had now become fearful, I chose not to speak too much and instead decided to telepathically plant my theories about what happened to the works of art to help Esty solve this crime. And then I finally got to the place where, you know, said goods were. And the thief who stole... My artworks took the photographic chemicals and poured it all over the artworks, ruining everything. Um, all of the bottles were emptied and all of the artworks were ruined with the chemicals. And I just thought they clearly showed what they thought of it. So, you know, everyone's a critic these days, I guess. Are you more offended by the fact that you were a victim of crime or by the fact that somebody had ruined your artwork? I was more offended by the uncle who thought it was a great idea to lecture me about leaving things in my car in observatory and how I was um, actually the reason that um, (laughs) my, my, my actions were actually the reason for this crime. That was the most offensive part of the whole fucking thing, um, looking back, actually. Do you still remember the uncle's name? No, but you know what? Let's just call him Derek, because I feel like it's a Derek. And he had, like, a beanie, and he had, like, body odor, and he had, like, a weird little jersey, and, you know... Maybe, you know what? Maybe he actually fucking stole the shit. Now that I'm coming... Now that I'm thinking of this... You... Imagine. You think Derek stole everything out of your boot so he could phone you do you think he's got a a bit of like an obsession with mansplaining things to women perhaps he would go this far to do it um you know what people in obs are quite strange um i wouldn't put it past him 
I will at this stage say that I think he saw the art and he was so enraged by my brilliance that um, he wanted to destroy the art. But because he was also an artist himself, he wanted to show me that he actually destroyed my art. So maybe it was actually a whole conceptual piece that I wasn't aware of. Does that change your perspective on the story now that uh, you could have been part of a larger conceptual art piece? No, fuck you, Derek. So with strategically placed leading questions and telepathy, I had managed to help Esty come up with various theories as to why someone, or even suspect number one Derek, would have vandalized her photography. With the attention now fully placed on a mansplaining middle-aged man with a beanie and bad body odor, I offered an alternative theory. Some of the hazardous and common ingredients that are found in photographic chemicals, one of them is methylene chloride, which is one of the uh, ingredients that's used in some drugs. According to drugs.com, methylene chloride is a volatile, colorless liquid with a chloroform-like odor. It is used in various industrial processes and many different industries, including as an effective reaction and recrystallization solvent in the extraction of several pharmaceutical compounds and in the production of different drugs. Do you think perhaps maybe the chemicals might have been used to make drugs? I mean... It's OBS, so there's a very high possibility of that. But then why would you pour it out over the artworks? Why would you not pour it directly into your body? Not sure that's how it works. <laughs> so, oh, t- tell us more then if you are the expert on this. Um, so I've watched Breaking yeah. Bad and <laughs> I know that there's a process. So okay. I'm not sure. I don't think you can just take methylene chloride and pour it into your body. One of the other ingredients that's found in photographic chemicals is formaldehyde. Now, okay. Derek, you say he was an odd man. When you went to go and recover your work, did you by any chance see any stuffed animals in the vicinity? I didn't, you know, but there were like long grasses kind of surrounding where the incident happened. And I wouldn't be surprised that there was like, you know, a little ratty boy, a very stiff ratty boy with strange eyes and maybe like someone's cat um, hiding in those tall grasses. Because, you know, if this is going to be a conceptual artwork, why not take it all the way, you know? The world of petty crime investigation can be volatile. As you have heard in this episode, we went from a car being broken into on a road named after an Afrikaans phallus to the dark world of conceptual art masked as vandalism, illegal drug manufacturing, and underground taxidermy. If your name is Derek, and you are a middle-aged man with a beanie and body odor who occasionally practices as a vandal and taxidermist, please meet me on Trill Road in Observatory where I will perform a citizen's arrest or else. Fuck you, Derek. If you or someone you know has been a victim of similar atrocities and would like my help in bringing the suspect to justice, please contact me via smoke signal. Petty Crime South Africa is an All Ears FM production. 
Produced, written, recorded and edited by Phil DeLunger. With telepathic planted ideas by Phil DeLunger. Investigations by Phil DeLunger. And a special thanks to Phil DeLunger. Petty Crimes South Africa. Real people. Petty Crimes.